Welcome to On Course, the teaching ministry of Pastor Hart Ramsey. And the wisdom of God transcends, it lifts you over. Where we offer simple biblical insight into some of life's most pressing issues. Love is a manifestation of strength. The Holy Spirit produces nothing but strength in us. I want to show you. Prepare for the next few minutes to be encouraged, enlightened, and inspired. Let's join Pastor Ramsey and get on course. Where where the only way to overcome what was or what is is to continue. Now, I'm going to tell you something that's very interesting. We live in a strange time, you know, um, where, where people are so concerned about other people's lives that, that they spend the majority of their time um, um, sharing and, and talking about what's happened with someone else. Never mind that you broke, uneducated, got 10 kids by 10 different people. Never mind that, that you have nothing going for you. I'm not, I'm not throwing shit. I'm, I'm, I'm showing you the reality of what we're dealing with. We're, we're, we're living in a dangerous time where people are spending their time uh, um, trying to get the edge or the angle of what's happening in another person's life to the point where you're ignoring your own situation. I was sharing with, I was talking to my oldest son last night and I told him, I said, he was reminding me, he says, dad, when I turned 30, uh, uh, he had started to gain some weight when he turned 30. And I said to him, I said, JR, I'm going to tell you something, man. I said, get a hold of that right now. I said, you turned, it's 30. If you hold on to that by the time you're 40, it's a, it's a slippery slope. You got it? And he was, we were laughing about how, how at every juncture I would, I would talk to them and say, listen, no one talks about, uh, for example, there were not many, very many uh, people of a certain age that sat me down and said, when you get older, it's going to be like this. People don't talk to you about it. And so when, you, when you, you walk through something that they've walked through and you're shocked that when you turn 40, your eyes went bad. Anybody in the building? I mean, you just... All of a sudden, your arms ain't long enough to read stuff. You're like, you need like a selfie stick just to read up. You got it? And so no one talks to you about it. And so, so, so what I started to do is I started to talk to them about things that would happen. When you are living for the Lord, the thing you have to understand is a part of your development is God is going to challenge any lie that you've ever believed and that is shaping the decisions that you make. Okay, I want you to listen to me. I'm a man of a certain age. The wisdom of life is you're going to make what's called missteps. And what's worse than that is other people are going to mess up and it's going to cause you hardship. And if you don't handle it properly, I've counseled so many people over the last two weeks. I'm talking about literally dozens of people. Who are either talking about, these are strong people, talking about uh, they don't feel like going on. Or their faith has been challenged to the point where they're asking God to die. I mean, just, just stuff you can't believe. And secretly, many of you are thinking, There's, what's, the, what's the use? Why try? You won't share it, but you're experiencing it. And the reason for that is, is that we live in a time where the gospel is not really being preached. We're preaching self-help to people. And the danger of preaching self-help is once you preach self-help to people, you continue to have to keep preaching it to them. 
You got it? We, we, te- we teach you motivational messages when we should be teaching you the power of Jesus Christ because what you're dealing with, what you really, it's not a natural thing you're dealing with. There's spiritual pressure against you. How many of you understand this? And so today, today what I want to talk to you, I want to talk to you some more about continuing. I'm, I'm going to be really academic to help you because many of us have to, you have to pick yourself up. And someone this lesson, I'm going, to, I'm going to talk to you about how to handle folk. Because some of us, I'm going to tell you this right now, right now you're living for your family. There's some of you right now living for kinfolk that mean you no good. I'm going to tell you why they mean you no good. Because they know you in one phase. They don't know who you have you become. They, they, they've married you to your last failure. In their minds, that's all you ever be. And you can't wait around on them to get it to continue to live your life. No, you're going to talk back to me today. You, you, you cannot wait for folk to validate you so you can continue to live. You have to come to a place in your life where you decide, watch this now, where you have to decide that I got to go on and be who God has called me to be because if I wait on them, I'll never be it. So what you messed up? I said, Pastor, but you, don't, but you don't understand, Pastor, that I mess up so bad, that, and, and it's, it's with me every day. It's going, listen, God is the God that calls things that be not as though they were. He call, listen, he speaks life to dead things. And the same God, I don't care how bad you messed up. I don't care that you have a rap sheet. I don't care that you boast a resume that is mostly false. What I care about today is that you get that God can do nothing for you until you understand that your journey forward is beneath your feet. And first, before you do anything, before you walk, you got to stand. Before you walk, you got to... No, no, you won't help me today. Before you walk, you got to... You got to stand. You got to take a stand. As a matter of fact, you know what? Hold on to this. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get in there today. Somebody mark my time. What time did I get up? Huh? Right now? Somebody... <laughs> There's a lot of history starting from verse 32, but in verse 35 it says, so do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Now, give me Amplify because I want to show them something. I got to bring a lot of words out. He says, do not therefore fling away your fearless confidence for it carries a great and glorious compensation of reward. Now, let me talk about this word confidence. Everybody say the word confidence. In, in the Greek, this word, every time it's mentioned, it's, 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 a, it's some element of confidence, but what it really speaks to is, and this freaked me out, it means bold speech. It says, don't stop speaking like you know where you're going. Don't stop declaring what God says is going to be your end, even though you're in a situation where you don't feel like going on. I'm going to show you this. He said, and here's another way to put it. Send your words where you want to go and keep reminding yourself of where your destination is because sometimes you'll find yourself in a place that you have to adjust your thinking to get through. I'm tired of preaching to people that that treat the answer of God like it's it's another uh, part of the problem. God is trying to give you the answer to your situation. You say, but I, it just doesn't make sense. And, and I'm going to tell you what you find. I, I don't know if this is my lesson today. I'm studying so many things for this, in different places. But sometimes what happens to us is the answer that God gives us doesn't seem relevant to what we're going through. It's like God was answered this one thing. You go, but what about this? And God, no, 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 what he's trying to do is to get your mind off of this thing you think is a big deal. I'm going to show you in a minute. It's not as big a deal as you're making it. 
Give me New Living Translation again. Here's what he says. Don't throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward. It. What's it? The confident trust in the Lord is going to bring you a reward. Your, the, your confident trust in the Lord in your situation is going to bring you a great reward. The two people with the same problem, one has a confident trust in the Lord and they declare it. The other one is saying, I don't know what's going to happen. And watch this. God loves both people the same. But one moves on and comes out of the situation better than they went in. And the other one remains. Even if they, and here's the thing, they both on age. Whether you trust God today or not, in five years, you're going to be five years older. Whether you trust God today or not, in five years, your situation will have changed. Some for the, for the better and some for the worse, depending on your trust in God. Now watch this, look at verse 36. It says... You read this out loud. Read the first two words louder than read the rest of it. Ready? Patient endurance is what you need now. Stop. What do you you say? No, no, Pastor, I need money. No, 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 no. Read it again out loud. Read it. What does it say? Patient endurance is what you need now. I need a man. Read it again. I need my healing to manifest right now. Read it again. When you're going through a situation that you have zero control over, it says two things to you. Number one, it says that God has decided for this part of the journey, he's driving the bus. Number two, it says that all I can do is patiently endure it. I'm going to talk, that's what I want to talk to you about today. Patient endurance is what you need now. So that you will do what? Come on, I want that word. You do what? I'm going to have you, talk. you're not going to listen to me, Sal. I'm going to have you talking all through this. You're going to talk yourself out your funk. The devil got you depressed because he shut your mouth. You ain't saying nothing. You're just watching and listening. No, you're going to talk your way out of this. Your victory is in your mouth. Let the redeem of the Lord, you will say something today. I don't feel like talking. You won't talk. I ain't, it's going to be a, a dialogue. Watch this. Patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will, what God wants, even in the midst of this. It says, then you will, then you will receive all that he has what? So in order for me to receive what God has promised, whether it be healing, whether it be a financial upgrade, whether it be a relationship that's, that's valuable and has longevity, whatever it is I'm believing God for, I need patient endurance on the front end. In other words, if the journey may take a thousand miles, but before I even start walking, I got to stand. I got to tell the enemy, this is, I, we draw the line here, this is where we start. This is the beginning place. And then with, listen, you say, but it's so far, we'll start walking. And stop depending on folk. I'm going to tell you this right now. Stop depending on people to feel sorry for you. Oh God, this is hard. I feel like a daddy. Stop depending on people to come get you. Stop, de- stop expecting people to understand you. You got it? And I'm going to tell you this right now. This one going to blow you away. Stop expecting people to forgive you. Just don't. Just, you, you need to be good with the fact that God forgave you. He loves you. 
You need to be good with the fact that life only has one direction. It is forward. God gave you a promise at the beginning of this year. He said, I'm going to double you. Inwardly, maturity. Upwardly, spiritually. Forwardly, I'm going to do it in your progress. You got it? God said, I'm going to double you. And what has to happen with you is that you have, you have to claim this for the... You say, what? Well, I, I, he will just do it. No, he needs you to say what he's saying in spite of what's going on. Now, this is interesting. So patient endurance is what you need now. So I want to walk you through this. In the Greek, this term patient, the word endurance is the word hupomone. You heard me talk about hupomone, hupomeno, and, and um, microthumia in our entire series. But I want to revisit this. And I want to give you a, in, a, in a different light. The, the, the term patient endurance, hupomone in the Greek, is the capacity for determined and steady continuance in the right course of action. What it, here's what it is. It's, it's the capacity. You, you, you're able to move forward with a determined and steady purpose. I'm not going fast. This, this is not about pace or speed. It's about direction. You're concerned about how fast you get there. God is just concerned that you're, you're in the right direction. You got it? Now, this is interesting. When you go through the, the, the definition of this word, hupomone, in the Greek, there are three different words that come up, and they're interesting. The first word, of course, is endurance. It's the power to go through a difficult or unpleasant situation without giving up. The power to go through a difficult or unpleasant situation without giving up. That's the first word, endurance. The second word is perseverance. I, I talked to you about this word quite a bit. Or the, the combination of words, per, severe, or per means through, severe means the worst part. It's going through the worst part of the process without dying. You don't have to look good doing it. You go through without dying. I was watching the Olympics the other night, and, and one of the American swimmers broke a record. And, and when they interviewed her afterwards, they, they, they told her, you won by such a far margin. And here's what she said. She said, but when I got to the end of the race, she said, I'd never ever felt like throwing up in a pool like I did at that moment. We watched her do it, and, and she did it in grand style, but she said it took a toll on her. And if you're going to come through things, you, it's going to take a toll on you. Stop expecting to come. Listen, faith means it's possible. It doesn't mean it's easy. Stay tuned for more of today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Let's go! Have you subscribed to Hart Ramsey's Uplift? It's his national text message service where daily you get to hear from the heart of God through the man of God, Hart Ramsey. To subscribe, simply text the word Uplift to the number 46786. Once again, text the word Uplift to the number 46786. And daily you'll receive a text message designed to uplift your spirit, encourage your heart, and empower your walk. Subscribe today to Heart Ramsey's Uplift. Amen. We got something to say. Listen. Did you know that there is power in your words? Cement that with the brand new remixes to the single It Is So from Heart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir. Pick up the remixes to It Is So from Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir. Available now at all digital outlets. Let's go! Now let's get back to today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. 
faith makes it possible. It doesn't make it easy. And sometimes you have to go through. Listen, when, when the time Jacob came through his situation, he, he was so different, God had to change his name. Look at the people who came through their process and God changed their name. Sarah, st- Sarah started believing God when she was Sarai. When, God, when, when, when Jesus met Peter, his name was Simon. When Paul was called, his name was Saul. Abraham was Abram. And you go through scripture and you see the people that God had to change their name because by the time they came through the process, they were so different. And they didn't change themselves. It was a combination of the hand of God and the pressures of life. I came today to inspire you and to encourage you to go through and, and just go through it. And sometimes, yes, you're going to melt down. Sometimes you're going to use four-letter words that, that's not love. If there's any cuss in you, it's going to come out. If there's any anger in you, whatever's in you, life will squeeze. <laughs> Some people didn't like that. Eh? Is you giving people permission? Look, I have to give permission. Life will squeeze that junk out of you. I've talked to some deeply spiritual people. I'm talking about deeply spiritual. They can pray. They're in tongue in a minute. I mean, you talk to them, they're doing all this stuff right here, and life squeeze them, they get the cussing. I'm talking about, don't judge me. I'm not judging you, I'm just listening. <laughs> Sometimes life will do things to you that you, so you people say, well, you will explain God to other people and go through a thing so difficult that people got to explain God to you. This is real. So why would God allow it? Because the end game of this is not comfort, it's change. The end game of your spiritual development is not prosperity. Thank God that he prospers us and thank God he protects us. But the end game of this is to get you home. Now this is important. So, so the, the second word is the word persevere. The third word is an interesting word you hear it all the time. It's the word steadfastness. Everybody say steadfastness. Listen to this, steadfastness is a combination of two words, the word steady and the word fasten. Steadfastness is I fasten myself to the promise of God, watch this now, and allow him to push me steady forward through all the elements that come with that course. When I was in in college studying I first, I, I was studying music. Music was my, is my minor. And I, I was preparing to be this musician. I learned to write music and do all these things I was going to be. My, my goal was to be the musical director of some of great groups where they would hire me to come in and put their bands together and score charts and we go on the road and they become famous and I get paid. <laughs> Easy. When God interrupted that, I found myself in, in training for theology. By the time I get my PhD, here's what's so interesting. By the time I get my PhD, I'm thinking to myself, I have no plan for this. But God had the whole thing planned out. And here's what I learned, here's what I learned about walking with God. He is not obligated to explain to you what he's doing when he's doing it. God will operate in principle long before he tells you what he's doing. So in the book of Genesis, he disappears, he kills a lamb, brings the skin, covers Adam and Eve, and never explained to them what he just did. He gave a prophecy. He, says, he said, the serpent will, will, will bruise your heel, or, or the, the heel of your descendant, but your descendant will crush his head. He never explained what he was talking about. When we go forward now to the book of Leviticus, he finally mentions that the life of the flesh is in the blood. Now we see what God did. God killed a lamb, not so much for the skin, but for the blood. In the book of Genesis, but he never explained it to them. 
You know why he's not obligated to his God? What has to happen in this here and now of your life is you have to say to God, I trust you. It takes faith. I'm going to say something that's going to help you. It takes faith in God to die as a believer. Do you know that? The Bible says we live by faith, but we die in faith. You'll never get past needing to trust God for every aspect of your life. That's the reality. I'm going to take you through this. I want to walk you. I have so much to say to you today, and I believe it's going to help you. Put on a screen for me, if you don't mind, the book of Isaiah chapter 50 and verse 5. Isaiah chapter 50 and verse 5. It says here, the sovereign Lord has spoken to me and I have listened. This is a prophetic word concerning the Lord Jesus Christ. I have not rebelled or turned away. Verse 6. I offered my back to those who beat me and my cheeks to those who pulled out my beard. I did not hide my face from mockery. I did not hide my face from spitting. Verse 7. Because the sovereign Lord helps me, I will not what? Now, remember, this is prophetically the Lord Jesus speaking. He said, because God is helping me, although I'm going through this hard place, I won't be disgraced. Therefore, watch this now, and this is important. I've set my face like a what? A stone determined. Determined to do his will. Now, let me tell you what we're going to talk about. I'm going to show you a picture of this in, in the New Testament. Here's what, the, here's what Jesus is saying um, through, through the prophet Isaiah. He said, I knew, go back to the previous verse. He said, I knew I had to go through. The, the beard being pulled from my face it wasn't something to look forward to. I knew, he says, they, had, they, they were going to mock me. I knew that 600 soldiers would line up and spit in my face. I knew this. He, I knew it. Look at verse 7. It says, he says, but because the sovereign Lord, because my father is helping me, he said, I will not be disgraced. And again, I want to point out, notice the word Lord is in all capital letters. How many of you see that? He's not speaking about Elohim, who's the general God. He's speaking about Yahweh, who is my personal God. The God I know personally and the God that knows me before he formed me. He says, watch this now. He says, therefore, he says, I will not be disgraced. I know when this is over with, I'm not going to be ashamed. He said, because of that, I set my face like a flint or like a stone, determined to do the will of God. Read the last sentence out loud. Ready? Out loud. And I know... He said, I know if I trust God, I will not be put to shame. Yes, they may pluck the beard from my face. Yes, they may mock me. Yes, they may spit on me. I may be the topic of their conversation. They may think they know how it's going to end. But he said, but I know this for sure. He said, I'm determined to go through. I set my face like stone. When you have a stone face setting... You can't be worrying about, you can't be checking folk Facebook status to see what they're saying about you. You got it? When folk call you and say, uh, uh, you hear what, no, no, you, I don't want to hear what they're saying. Because most of the people who are talking have nothing else to talk about. There's nothing going for them. You got it? Man, look, you know what we do? I'm going to show you some scriptures that are going to bless you. You know what we do? We take people who don't even know who they are. And we get tripped up because they, they talk about us like they know who we are. How can they know who you are when they don't know who they are? Do you, do you, have you ever realized that the people who, who, are, who are causing you to freak out and have nothing going for them? They're catching rides to work. 
They bought me money for... You, you, you understand? And we take these people, we make them like they're the world, and they're not. And God is like, what are you doing? You don't have time to do this. I'm trying to help you. Pastor, you don't know what they say about me. Man, suck it up. You didn't like that? Okay, let me give you. Get over it. Listen, no. Listen, you say, you know how bad it hurt me? I didn't, it only, the only time you feel hurt is when you expect it better from people that can't give you better. Watch this. Now, this is interesting. Look at, look at verse 8. Verse 8 says, He who gives me justice is near. Who will dare to bring charges against me now? And where are my accusers? He said, let them appear. Look at verse 9. He said this, see, the sovereign Lord is on my side. Who will declare me guilty? All my enemies will be what? Destroyed like, like old clothes. Keep reading. But, now, this is, the, this is the Lord prophetically. He's speaking about his outcome before he goes through it. Look at verse 10. He said, and then he gives instruction and, and, and revelation to those of us who are going through hard seasons. Here's what he says. Who among you fears the Lord? And obeys his servants. This is interesting. You, you in a situation that's so thick, you can hear the Lord for yourself. So God, God places servants before you to share his word. And here's what, the, here's what the Lord is saying prophetically. Who among you fears the Lord and obeys his servants? If you're walking in darkness without a ray of light. What's the response? What's the answer to that? Read it again. What does it say? Okay, so you said, Pastor, how do I trust in the Lord? You begin, number one, by telling him. You tell him, I trust you. I trust you, number one, to tell me what to do. I trust you, number two, that you're going to keep your word to me. And I trust you when you say you love me beyond anything I could understand. You trust him. And let me tell you what I learned about trusting God. When you go through, when you tell God I trust you, Satan is going to bring all kinds of stuff. You know what he's getting ready to try to do? He's trying to get you to change what you said. And you have to keep telling God, I trust you. Why are you trying to work things out? Why are you bailing the water out of the boat? You, I, 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 I trust you. And sometimes, listen, you will say it through, through smiles because something worked right. Sometimes you'll say it through anger because people got on your nerve. And other times you will say it through tears because it hurts so bad. When you trust God, the seasons are going to change around you. But God will remain. He remain. No, I need to hear you say he remain. The same. The same. The same. Now, there's just so much more to this. But I want to show you something. In the Bible, everything has historic value and it has prophetic value. There's a scripture in the Bible that I read, and I've read it a million times, it seems. And when I read it this morning, the Spirit of God showed me something. In Luke chapter 9, verse 51, very interesting scripture. Um, We're going to read about maybe five or six verses of this. Um, The Bible says that Jesus was preparing. Now, remember he said, I've set my face like a flint or like a stone? Okay, now, we're getting ready to see him walk it out. And the Bible says, as the time drew near for him to ascend to heaven, he resolutely set out for Jerusalem. Now, hold right there. Give me King James because the poetry of the King James and the words they choose is better. It came to pass when the time was come that he should be received up. He steadfastly did what? He did what? 
set his face to go to Jerusalem. Let me, now, we don't use that term anymore. That was, a, that was a slang back then to set your face. Okay? But I'm going to tell you this right now. However it translates in the circle you run in, it simply means he made up his mind. Nothing happens in your life until you make up your mind. And you know what it simply means? It can't be something that just happens. You have to say, you know what, this is the way it's going to be. This is what I choose to do. This is how it's going to go. I don't care what I have to walk through. This is, what, this is the will of God for me. This is what I'm going to do. And what you do is you set your face. One scripture said like a flint to go to Jerusalem. Where was he gone? I'll say it again. Where was he gone? He set his face to go to Jerusalem. That's important. Don't forget that next verse. It says this. And he sent messengers before his face. And they went and entered into a village of the Samaritans to do what? Now, let's see if you're paying attention. Where are they now? Where did the messengers go? They went to, it's up there. They went where? So they went to a village of the Samaritans or they went to Samaria. But where was he going? Verse 53. And they did not receive him because his face was as though he would go to Jerusalem. Why was his face as if he was going to Jerusalem? Because that's where he was going. We hope you've enjoyed today's teaching courtesy of On Course with Heart Ramsey. We invite you to join the NCC family for our weekly services in Dothan and Montgomery, Alabama and Atlanta, Georgia. For service times and locations, visit our website, nccfamily.org. Again, nccfamily.org. We invite you to follow Pastor Hart Ramsey on social media, on Twitter at Hart Ramsey, on Facebook at Hart Ramsey Media, and on Instagram at Pastor Hart Ramsey. Be sure to join us next time as we continue to dive into God's Word as we get on course with Hart Ramsey.